That blade's enchanted. It was forged to destroy evil. It's slain many of your vampire kind. We can't help what we are. That we feed on blood doesn't make us evil. That was awful. But not all of this game is bad. Just that. Let's talk about it. For the last 30 years, the Mortal Kombat saga has been a steady pillar in the fighting game arena, holding its ground even during moments of droughts in the genre. Presently, the drought is over, with arrival of titles such as Street Fighter VI, King of Fighters XV, and the anticipated Tekken 8 rekindling excitement. NetherRealm Studios is making their mark with Mortal Kombat 1, a curious title suggesting a series reboot, but is actually a sequel to Mortal Kombat 11 and Mortal Kombat 11's Aftermath DLC, now showcasing a tag team dynamic. Is Mortal Kombat 1 equipped to square off against these new acclaimed fighters, or does it miss the finishing punch? Let's evaluate its prowess. And before we get into the review, I want to give a special thank you to Warner Brothers Games as well as NetherRealm Studios for providing me early access with a code for Mortal Kombat 1. This would not be possible without them. So I want to thank them for giving me the early access code. And just to let you guys know, they're not seeing this before you guys do. Everything that I'm seeing in this review is my own thoughts. And yeah, I got to give that disclaimer. But I got to let you guys know I got a review copy of the game. So all that being said, let's get back to the review. Mortal Kombat has consistently presented a distinct approach to fighting games. This iteration remains true to its roots. It retains simplicity with four main attack actions, back and front, punch and kick, and user-friendly special moves. The game remains loyal to its heritage while introducing noteworthy adjustments. A standout feature in Mortal Kombat 1 is the cameo fighters, tag team allies who can be summoned with a quick right trigger tap. This isn't a novel idea in fighting games, but its integration into Mortal Kombat's universe lacks thrill, to be completely honest. I think it works better in the story mode as opposed to how it does in like the, you know, the regular one-on-one -on -one matches you're going to do but as far as in story mode it, it works itself out because you know there's generally battles going on large-scale battles and so when you have a partner who's tagging in with you it makes sense so just keep that in mind once called cameo fighters unleash a move and then retreat their usage is capped and there are instances when summoning them is impossible while there are moments of synergy between the main and cameo fighters, sometimes they disrupt the rhythm. With a mere 15 cameo fighters, some being mere replicas of primary fighters, it feels somewhat half-cooked. You know, uh, however, the revamped combat mechanics in Mortal Kombat 1 mostly impress. Now, the pace has increased, diverging from the meticulous style of Mortal Kombat 11. The game provides ample room to craft your combat style, integrating air combos and smoother gameplay elements. Some features from Mortal Kombat 11 have been omitted or simplified, streamlining the gameplay further, but, you know, the most profound transformation is seen in the fighters. Although no new characters are introduced, many familiar faces like Liu Kang, Sub-Zero, and Raiden have undergone significant overhauls. These changes might initially perplex, but any doubts dissipate when you feel the refined gameplay and you go through the story mode. The story mode is really, really good to a point, and it just goes in a direction that I think it shouldn't have, but we'll touch on that in a bit. 
So there's less disparity among characters in terms of prowess, fostering a competitive atmosphere. Although tier lists will still emerge, determining my primary choice remains an engaging quest. Now, graphically, Mortal Kombat 1 dazzles. Stages are rich in detail, and the facial animations are on another level, surpassing even its contemporaries, all while maintaining a steady 60 FPS on PS5. However, cutscenes remain at 30 FPS, which can sometimes feel jarring. Story-wise, Mortal Kombat 1 is NetherRealm's finest narrative yet. Contrary to its title, it isn't a reboot, but a continuation from Mortal Kombat 11. Liu Kang, elevated to godhood, reshapes the universe, altering character destinies to avoid past clashes. This offers a fresh perspective on classic characters, making them more intriguing. Moreover, Mortal Kombat 1 introduces Invasion Mode, providing alternative tales portrayed through board game-like maps and fights. Though it has depth, its presentation feels incredibly lackluster compared to Mortal Kombat 11's crypt and, well, the entire PlayStation 2 era of Mortal Kombat games. So, yeah, they could definitely have done better there. It feels a little phoned in. Now, in addition to these modes, Mortal Kombat 1 includes classic towers and online options. Online performance, for me, was stable in early tests, so there's little cause for concern. However, the customization, the gear system from previous titles, is absent, replaced by a typical live service setup with promises of regular content and cosmetics. This shift towards microtransactions is standard in current fighting games, but it's more conspicuous here. Now, I want to take this time and dive a little bit more into the story mode. I don't want to go into spoiler territory because I do think that this is a story that you need to play yourself. And I've seen all the threads and the social media posts of people very, very angry that a lot of us who got review copies put out the entire story in one go. And... I'm not going to be someone who's going to do that. I, I, I understand the irritation with that. But I want to say the one area where the story just left me wanting it to have gone in a different direction is how it goes from making you think that this is a reboot to being its own original thing, and which was great. But where they didn't focus so much on the tournament, like it was kind of over like that. And I didn't like that. I thought that could have been done a lot better. But I will say I enjoyed where they started to do the building blocks for Earthrealm's defenders or champions and how they came to come together. Like that was really well done. And I will also say that I really enjoyed seeing more of Outworld and seeing how its social, you know, structure is, the dynamics of, you know, the different characters and really giving depth to a lot of characters that we just haven't gotten much more like screen time or really any screen time in quite some time. I think that if you disliked how Sindel, Queen Sindel was handled in Mortal Kombat 11, this is going to make you happy because this, in my opinion, is the best representation of how Queen Sindel is, you know, or how she should have been handled in Mortal Kombat 11. But what they did here was absolutely phenomenal. I, I, I loved it. I just didn't like how it shifted to an Avengers Endgame type of thing. It felt very hurried and like they didn't know what they wanted to do. The other thing I want to talk about that I really didn't like, and I know everyone's talking about this, but it's something that I do think needs to be addressed. 
and it's the voice acting. So the voice acting across the board is phenomenal. Everybody sounds on point, except Megan Fox is an Atara. Get to the Empress. You have to go through me. A task I'll enjoy. I don't know if this was just a case of, you know, bad voice directing or she just literally phoned in her performance, but she is the absolute worst aspect of this game. Like her performance is absolutely awful. And it's interesting because you would think someone who has been in Hollywood for the better half of almost two decades now would... I don't know, be able to perform a lot better than what she did. I just thought it was really awful and it just really pulled me out because, you know, Natara is a character that has a lot of depth to her and past performances in other games were, you know, miles better than this. So I, I don't know. And I understand Mortal Kombat keeps bringing in celebrities for each game. Like we had Ronda Rousey as Sonya Blade in the last game, which was absolutely awful. Somehow Megan Fox, who's a trained actor, is worse than a professional MMA fighter and wrestler. Go figure. So, yeah. Megan Fox is absolutely the worst aspect of it. Um, and I think the only other aspect that I think is absolutely awful in this is the fact that, you know, like I said, the single player campaign, the crypt and everything like that, it's just, well, the single player campaign being like the invasion mode and the crypt just they just feel lacking they could have been a lot better in my opinion but all that being said that's how i feel about the game you know overall so conclusively you know bringing it all back barring this robust six to seven hour campaign more combat one definitely feels slightly lacking in content and, you know while new fighting games often face this challenge it's unexpected from netherrealm known for its content rich titles when stacked against more combat 11 it just feels like Mortal combat one could have offered more now that's the video that's the review hopefully you guys enjoyed it you found a takeaway that might resonate with you Again, I want to give a special thank you to Warner Brothers Games and also to NetherRealm Studios for providing a review copy of the game. So, uh, you know, this would not have been possible without it. All that being said, hopefully you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you like the video, sub to the channel if you haven't already, ding the notification bell, and, you know, share it around with someone you think would enjoy it. And if you want to pick up a copy of the game, I'll leave links in the description down below. It'll be pinned to the video as well. And uh, all that, well, I got nothing else to say. Go play some Mortal Kombat. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Stay safe, be blessed, have aloha, and I'll see you around. Peace.